Now we're recording. Bet. Boom, boom. Well, that's great. So, what's up, guys? What's up? Hello. A whole different day. Man. Well, all right. Can we? Let's just stop doing that. Let's. What do you listen, mean? this do this podcast. Like, no, okay. no. This podcast is being recorded the day after. No. That's already Okay, you it. just messed it up, bro. Whatever. Right, we're recording the podcast two days in a row because next week, by the time this airs, we will be halfway yes. through our week we'll as be in camp counselors. Iowa? Is that where? No. no. It's up by Brainerd. Oh, yeah. see, I've never been there. Well, no, okay, so the past, they've changed quite a few times when it comes to location, but... Uh, Sorry. <laughs> uh, so they have been going to camp down uh, at a place called Hidden Acres near Dayton, Iowa. Apparently there's also two Dayton, Iowas, and that's really confusing. Isn't I know there's there a Dayton, Florida. There's a Dayton, Dayton. Minnesota. Day- oh, Jesus, wow. I mean, there might also be a Dayton, Florida. I don't know. Probably. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. So yeah, it's been there for the past, I want to say three or four years. Uh, before that, it was at a place called Lake Geneva. And uh, before that, it was at uh, actually the same campground I met Jonathan at, uh, out at Green Lake Bible Camp. Oh, not, that's not the name of the campground, but it's uh, on Green Lake out in Painesville. Oh, uh, so yeah. Huh. Yes. Oh, so we'll be well, we'll be I'm in Minnesota. About so, it. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll be here. Yeah, this is our uh, first year at this campground. Uh, it's uh, on Lake Shamano, and Jordan's probably gonna yell at me for mispronouncing that. But uh, it, yeah, it's, it's the same lake <laughs> on which my uncle actually has his cabin, which I think is really cool huh. and really funny. So cabin party. <laughs> right. Let's go. But, Possibly. Uh, yeah, I'm Staff excited. only. I've seen but, yeah. the campgrounds from the other side of the lake, so. Wow. Is it like on like an island? No. Type. Oh, that would be so. Okay. Fun. That would be. Because I, I would trap all of the children. <laughs> that would be so fun. Have you guys read this book called Lord of the Flies? <laughs> I heard of it, but I don't know what it's about. <laughs> um, that what's gonna happen? Lord of the Flies is like this whole literary nightmare that kind of just. Uh, takes this concept of what if you just threw a bunch of boys on an island how terrible would that turn out yeah which is kind of like well we did a study about it it was like the representation of society i guess huh that's how we took it but anyways it's just funny to me because i'm uh my mom's an english teacher and she tells stories of other english teachers who have tried to like illustrate how lord of the flies exemplifies like the worst of humanity yeah um, mm. by like doing illustrations in their classroom so like this one teacher uh, put a balloon on each of the students desks and gave them like a pencil that was very sharp and just left the room without giving any instructions and like she was assuming that all of these kids would just go haywire and like destroy all their balloons and destroy each other's balloons and they didn't they just sat and waited for her to come back so when she came back to the room she was like you guys didn't destroy any of this like that was the whole point of the exercise and a kid was like oh we're allowed to destroy things and then started killing balloons so that's crazy they waited for permission out of respect which was not what she was trying to illustrate so it's like a case of whatever bad could happen will happen yeah but it's also like like a i don't know like almost like mind control i feel like that sounds i feel like more of a what would you do in a world of no rules yeah like just uh-huh. learning to survive and see what people would do if they find some way to be civilized or whatever i don't know that's 
But I mean, it's a really good, cool book because then you see, you know, kids killing each other and then all that. So it's crazy. Yeah, that's it's, cool. It's so really crazy. Kids <laughs> kill each other. This has been yeah. uh, Eric's positive literary review. Uh, <laughs> Jeez. But that's not what camp's going to be like. I pray to God. That would be crazy. Uh, but it is. but yeah, I, I wanted to ask if you guys had any like camp experiences. I haven't been to a camp in like a decade. So I, I, I've been to this camp. It was back when I was like 10 years old, probably. It's called Camp Ox Lake. What? It's in Wisconsin. How do you spell that? Ox, like an ox. Oh, ox. I thought you were saying something like German almost. No, but anyways, so apparently like the story goes that the reason why they called it an ox lake, it was because back in the day. A bunch of ox drowned. Well, it's kind of like that, but it was a farmer or whatever. I know, right? A guy that he was trying to cross a lake, which the lake is pretty big. And he, instead of going around, he wanted to go just straight through it. So Mm -hmm. he built a boat and whatever to get his hawks over. But what happened was that in the middle of the lake, the boat started to, like, sink. Mm -hmm. And he drowned with his ox. He was trying to save it, but obviously couldn't. So... That's where they died, and apparently, like every night, you can hear the screams of the farmer and the ox yelling for help, but nobody's there. And you hear ox going like, mm, whatever, all over the lake site. Was that the sound of the ox drowning? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but yeah, that was a crazy thing. And also, there was a really crazy experience that actually one dude literally broke his foot. Mm. Because what happened was that he was going to the restroom and it was in the middle of the night, like, you know, two or three in the morning. And he saw a figure like in the woods and he yelled and screamed. And obviously, it was dark. So, this dude like ran to his cabin. But while he was running, he broke his leg. So, yeah, but he Jeez, said that he literally man. saw, like, a white shadow. Like, not not shadow, but, like, do you know, like, yeah. how can I say, like, he said it was a white lady in a white robe. I mean, it was a lady, not a white lady, but a lady in a white robe um, with her hair all the way down. So, I don't know. So, he saw, like, a, a silhouette or? No, he actually saw somebody, like, floating oh. around. Oh, yeah, geez. so. Um, I don't know, actually, to be honest. I just think it's really funny that you're bringing up, like, ghost stories when I'm wearing probably my most Dean Winchester from Superman (laughs) outfit. I've never watched Superman. Yeah. It's one of my favorite shows, actually. No. It's kind of bad. You know, speaking of accessories and stuff, Eric, I've been wanting to say this to you. I don't know why, but the gold watch, for some reason, and then when you wear, like, a button-up shirt and stuff, it makes you look like a bodega owner. What a bo- What do you mean bodega owner? Like, like a, a bodega owner, like, like a you warehouse in New York. Owner? No, you know how in New York. <laughs> little corner store. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't That's know funny. why. Or like you work at a hookah spot or something. <laughs> I don't know why, but I got on like I got the bodega fit yeah, on. Yeah, I was so. I was gonna say it's the first time I see you in a button-up shirt. Well, I wore this same one to graduation last year. Oh. And so. I hope you don't wear the same one this year. Oh no. Okay. All right. No, I'm not. New one. I'm gonna be like. Show up in a full white suit. Jesus. That is poor taste right there. Hey, with your with your pimp cane too. Why would I have a? I'm married. 
Damn. You would be the one to show up with a pimp game. Anyway. Whoa, pies. Let's just completely roast the single man at the table. So at the, at the same, well, okay, all right. So let's go ahead and talk about your, your stuff since. <laughs> all right. Well, okay. at this point that we're recording, I have not done my sermon yet. But oh my gosh. when it releases, it will have been a week. <laughs> A oh, week ago. No, 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 no. Like t- <laughs> oh, you know what's funny too? Uh, I was telling Nate this. I didn't even think about it, but have you ever heard of the singer Eric Sermon? Eric I, Sherman. Eric Sermon. Oh, I think. And I, I was thinking about that when you were giving your sermon. I was like, "This is Eric Sermon." Oh my god. Like, anyway, so yeah. All right. So but anyway, tell us what what this is all about. Well, what's your all right, sermon? About? So my sermon is about perspective. Perspective. Um, you know, I've had a very bad perspective of things most yeah. of my life. Um, growing up in in the churches that I grew up in, we we church hopped a lot, and growing growing up in those churches, I never knew. You know that God was the good guy, the devil was the bad guy. I thought they were in cahoots. It's just like, hey, you want these people? I give them to you. You give me those or whatever. It's like they just like trading people and just toying with people. So I never knew that. And I don't know if it's the way that I, I think I've said this before on the podcast, but I don't know if it's the way that I heard the sermons or if that's the way, like the way I interpret them, or if that's what was really being said. But I was always led to believe that there's a few people going to heaven. I'm not one of them. Mm-hmm. So I asked myself, why the hell would I want to be in church? Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to hell, like <laughs> right. if that's my destiny or whatever. So it's like, um, so that's how I grew up. You know, I, I, I never, I never knew about like the Holy Spirit and that God wants good for you. I always heard that he tests you. If you fail test, then you just getting another thing written down in the book of how you screwed up <laughs> in the book of life and stuff. And, you know, I I always wanted to be as far away from church as I possibly could. And I went to a black church, too. So that was another reason why I wanted to stay away from church, because you go to church and it's like you're doing a shift at work. You be in there for like eight hours or at least it feels <laughs> that way. You go to go to church at what time was service be like 11 o'clock you're not getting out till like five i feel like it's that's like, how it is with latinos too yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> like man and so I, I i would always hate it when my mom because my great grandma on my grandma's side um she was the own she was the head pastor of a church and um Anytime they would have what they call revival, well, their revival, um, it was like, it's just a whole bunch of hooping and hollering. Nothing's really being done. It's like how you would see it uh, on those like late commercials where it's like, God's got a blessing. <laughs> All you got to do is send in $17.99. <laughs> you know, like, it's like that whole thing. I'm just like, dude, I'm not. Why would I want to be there, you know? And I'm not, and I can't, my recollection of it is not spot on, so I'm not sure 
that's how it was when I was a kid yeah. being forced to go to revival and stuff. But that's the way that I kind of remember it. Okay. So, and another thing too is like it was weird because it was like they said that they're non-denominational, but I remember specifically just recently, uh, 2016, one of my great aunts had passed away, and at the <laughs> at the funeral, the guy that did the the service, he was wearing like a pope hat. Type. Like those big tall yeah, ones? Yeah, like one of them <laughs> tall hats. He had on all white. He had like the little robe thing with purple and then like the gold crosses and stuff on it. And it's just like, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, they it's like they mix a whole lot of stuff together um, in those churches. And, I mean, that's art. So I'm not just completely ripping on church throughout oh, yeah. my whole sermon. But oh, it's okay. You can do it. But <laughs> I did for part of mine, so you're good. I mean, you know, yeah. Anyway, Whatever. So like, I, I just I just grew up with having having a really like jaded um, look on life. Um, like, I I didn't. I would I will say I will say actually before I even get into that. I never once blamed God for things, though. Even with all of the things that I saw in church and even the things that I went through, because, you know, uh, I feel like the age at the age of seven was like the most traumatic, like, time in my life. Sorry. And um, that was I, I spoke about this before on uh, our realignment series when I said that. Um, I basically, me and my mom were like abused by my yeah. little sister's father and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't sexual abuse or anything before anybody starts thinking anything weird, but it was physical abuse though. Yeah. Um, and so I just, you know, even with that and other things that happened, um, got into a really bad car accident. Uh, it was my fault. Man, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was. That's the only car accident I've ever been in. Huh. Uh, my, so we were going somewhere. I can't remember. My little brother wasn't born then, but it was me, my sister Sarah. My, that's my little sister. Um, and then my mom. And for some reason, I was one of the dumbest kids ever. Like we still got to do that. Um, most embarrassing childhood stories Hi, thing too yes, oh totally man Jeez. it was I, so I, I was just brain dead almost like <laughs> so i thought my mom said that we were going to pick up my sister's cousin and uh her aunt but apparently not but anyway i for some reason i got in the middle seat to make room for them like i i don't know what i was doing my mom she looked up in the rearview mirror and she took her eyes off the road for like just two seconds just to tell me to sit down and stuff and then all of a sudden we ended up swerving off the road and the car flipped about six times and the only people that got in i mean well she got injured and my sister got injured and it was minor in injuries like my sister had a busted lip and my mom had like uh cuts of glass and stuff or whatever um but, like, 
just stuff like that like um what was another thing that happened like it was so much stuff that happened a lot of it revolved around um me and my sister's dad uh my mom's ex-husband at the time and uh just the way that he kind of went about things like and then another thing too is that I don't really know my dad I met him one time in person the other times I've talked to him was over the phone and Mm -hmm. that was when I was an adult so this was just recently that I started talking to him and it's not frequent it's like every once in a while or whatever he he calls me out the blue um so I mean just all of these things you know but I not one time did I ever blame God. It wasn't until, um, and it's like I always believed in God, but I just knew well what I thought I knew about Him right. at that time. Because, like I said, you know, I didn't think He was good or whatever. And so, you know, it wasn't until like um, going into like high school. I started hanging around the wrong people. Uh, and I had a friend back then, and uh, he was an atheist. And so he, <laughs> like, I remember specifically one day he was like, um, it was like storming really bad, and we were at his house. Uh, I think we was playing like Grand Theft Auto or something. But then, like, it was storming, and so you heard like thunder and all of that, and he was like, Oh, what's the point of all that? If God even is real, you just like, what's the point of that? Like, you just stupid or whatever. I was just like, listen, I'm about to go ahead and go home because I don't want to be here when he strike you down. So it's like I would say stuff like that, even though I didn't really believe in God. Um, so <laughs> it's like lightning bolt. <laughs> yeah, it's like all right when you when you're just a pile of ashes, you know, like. Don't get to hell and then say, you know, I didn't tell you so or whatever. But, you know, so, um, but, yeah, it's just like, I don't know. I just had a really, a really messed up look. And, and after hanging out with um, that friend, like, later on, I just got to the point where I did kind of embrace that there is no God. Mm. I remember specifically in the lunchroom one day, uh we was just like it was it was me him and another one of his uh friends and uh they just looked at each other and it was like there is no god or something cuz the convers the overall just conversation randomly? we were having no oh. the overall conversation we were having was some i forgot what we were talking about but they just looked at each other and like there is no god it was just high five and i was like yeah there is no god and i high fived him and even after that i felt i was like eh, probably shouldn't have said that but I, yet again, I still didn't believe in God. Um, and so, I guess, where should I go from here now? Because <laughs> I'm trying to think. There's so many things to say. Um, you know, like, I guess, like, later on in life, it wasn't until I moved up here. Um, actually, I remember, before I even get to that, I remember specifically uh, one time, where Denise had me say the prayer of salvation. And this was when I was in North Carolina and she was here. And um, and I said it, and I remember driving to work and I was just like crying and stuff and all of that. But then 
it's like after that, I was just like, I don't even know what I really just did. So I'm just going to keep on doing what I do in life and whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, smoking, drinking, you know, the usual stupid stuff that people do. Um, but once I made the decision to move up here, this was in 2014. When she had me say the prayer of salvation, I think that was like, 2013 but once I made the decision to move up here um I still I was trying to establish a relationship with God but I still didn't know what salvation meant so I didn't think I was saved or whatever and so I moved up here and I remember you know the whole process of like deciding I want to move here going to the airport and um you know, just like talking to God in the airport and stuff and like at O'Hare Airport in Chicago uh, for the layover. And I don't know, I was just slowly kind of starting to see things, you know, but I would just kind of like write it off and just like, yeah, whatever. So once I moved up here and I started coming to this church um, with Denise, uh, I was basically just coming to church to get the girl. That's it. Nice. Like, I, I didn't really care, but that's the thing about our church. You sit in that congregation long enough, and then you start opening your mind, and the Holy Ghost will work. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly what happened um, because once I um, want, uh, I should say, yeah, once I started like really getting into it, in 2015, um, I don't remember the exact month, but it was either, it was like between August and September, um, I got saved. And the reason I got saved is, again, I think I've said it on this podcast, I'm not sure. Um, I was listening to uh, different sermons and stuff, and I heard a sermon. It was two reasons, two mixtures of sermons or whatever, but Pastor Jim had a series called what if or something like that or it was like the voices in your head or something like that and um like he was if? no i'm just kidding i was gonna say something dumb no nah, go for it <laughs> i was just gonna say what if you <laughs> no never mind i was just gonna say what if you crack your head what's gonna happen but it was stupid yeah Wh anyway <laughs> all right all right anyway okay so where was i at okay so Yes, he was talking about the voices in your head, and basically he was talking about how not all the voices you hear, all the thoughts that you have are yours. Mm. It's the devil planting things in your mind and trying wow. to mess with you and toy with you. Like, if you no, God isn't going to be like, hey, you should run your, run your car into ongoing traffic or something like that. It's like, no, yeah. Okay. Like, Can I say something? Like, with that, like, do you guys ever have, like, some – crazy thoughts like that i was literally just talking to denise about this the other day i was like do you ever have those thoughts where you just like i should jump over this chair or something like just random like, stuff right or for me like okay this is so weird dude in the face like like i don't even know him like he didn't piss me off or anything like there was this weird thing okay don't judge me for this uh -oh. whatever but Listen, we like, already <laughs> like it. Today. Like, <laughs> like when I walked, in, I think this was like last week when I walked into work. Mm -hmm. um, it's because we we did like a potluck. It wasn't. I think it was the week before, but 
I had to bring a knife, you know, to like, to, because we're, you know, we had to cut things. And I'm like saying like, it's so easy to literally bring a weapon and nobody will know. Like you can literally bring a gun. You can bring a freaking bomb. Nobody will know. And I would say like, what if I bring like a knife and just start shaking people? <laughs> like Nobody's going to know. And there's no, no cameras well, up there too. I understand what you're saying. Like the devil will do. Yeah, it just puts legit. random stuff <laughs> in your mind. Well, like, it's like, okay, so I work at the coffee house, right? And uh, one of my shift duties is like being responsible for making sure that the till and the safer on and mm -hmm. like sometimes it's just like you know you could just walk out with this right and i'm like why i would <laughs> do that See? so why is that like even a thought i had those <laughs> thoughts in my first job because i hated that job the little <laughs> safe that we would have if people bought too or ugh, if people brought too much money in or whatever we didn't have that change in the till or whatever mm -hmm. we would have to go in the safe i'm like man i know that camera is right there but i could just snatch up all these envelopes and then just walk right out like it's just no, that's stupid. Like, but yeah. You won't even get a chance to spend that money. So anyway, I, I heard that sermon, and then I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense then. that Those thoughts that I have are not always mine. That's good yeah. to know. Mm -hmm. And then so uh, Andrew Womack he came here, and um, he was talking about spirit, soul, and body. And I never understood how they say that God loves the sinner but hates sin okay you know i never understood the whole thing or he loves everybody and it's like but don't a lot of people piss you off and so this was me discovering that oh okay so god and the devil are not friends they're not okay you know? yeah. so i started getting into that and i was like oh that makes sense then so it's like after i heard those two sermons i gave my life to christ i was like i don't see why not man god is a good guy I thought he was an a-hole this whole time, you know, Damn, but okay, yeah, so I remember I, I was in it, I was taking a shower and I remember I just, I guess I rededicated myself because technically I was saved at that point, yeah. but okay, TMI, no, yeah. no, no, I was in a shower, no, it's because I, I thought you were going to say something else, I got, I got saved, no, 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 no. Like in a shower, you're at your like most vulnerable point, no, it's just so the it's way like, how he said it, like I was, I was taking a and then you know i was taking a shower yeah i know but <laughs> shower not Eric, what are you today why are you like this all right anyway so anyway but that is true about the showers yeah though. you get a lot of revelation yeah there. i don't know why because it's like you're just you're relaxed and you're mm -hmm. not just your mind isn't racing all over the place and stuff you know so i got saved right there and um wait in the shower in the shower okay all right i that's, that's led unique. myself or i i no, I don't even know who led me. I guess technically Pastor Jim and Andrew Womack led me. But as far as the whole salvation process, right. I was by myself. Wow. Nobody was like, repeat these words after me and all that. I was just like, I'll say what I know, you know, Jesus coming to my heart, being my Lord and Savior, and you know, mm -hmm. that whole thing. I didn't have a long, drawn-out prayer. You know, wow. I was like, all right, I'm saved then. Whatever that means. So... Um, yeah, and and so I remember just going on like this like journey. Immediately, like the next two weeks after I got saved were just ridiculous. I had one dream, um, where I had. It's not a vision because I was asleep, but I had one dream. I won't go into detail about it because it takes too long to explain. 
um, that first week, and then I had another one the second week. And that second week, I actually got um, baptized too. Wow. That following week, um, so it was just like it was crazy, and That's insane. I never even heard about the fifth service, um, which because I just I I was not aware of my surroundings and stuff, so I never paid attention to the fifth service and stuff. But after I got saved and stuff, I was, like, watching all these Christian films and all of this. Oh, I will say one thing. I remember watching um, uh, Heaven is for Real. And there's a part where you laugh. I'm sorry. But there's a, sign- so there's a phrase that just, like, if it's said in a certain tone, it just, like, triggers me. And I just kind of just, like, break down into tears and stuff. Dang, there's I want to figure it out. So there's can- a scene. I'm going to tell you. But... Don't 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 mess with me like that. Um, I won. There's a scene in I can only imagine, or I keep saying it. Heaven is for real. Sorry, um, where they were walking through the graveyard, this little boy and his dad, and the in the whole in the movie, like the the guy, the father's um, dad had died, so the little boy's grandpa had died, and they were walking up to his grave, um, to his tombstone, and he was like, oh God. He was like, Dad, I really miss you. I hope everything's okay. And then the little boy was like, yeah, he said everything's okay. And, like, just that simple phrase, it's okay. Because I remember hearing that from the little boy, but it was like God said it directly to me. And it's just that phrase out of that whole movie where it's just like, because I was, like, very sin conscious and stuff. And, And I'll tell you why. The reason why I was so sin conscious is because I didn't start reading the Bible. I never opened the Bible until I got saved. And the first book that I read <laughs> was actually Ezekiel. Wow. And so I read all the books you're supposed to stay away from when you first get saved. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I didn't know where to start. I read Ezekiel. Then I read Job. No. Then I read Revelation. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't Those know. are really interesting. So I was just constantly scared. I was like, oh, my God, if I screw up, I'm going to hell. Because I still, I was still, yeah, I was still having to get out of that religious mindset and stuff. So anyway, (laughs) but once he said that, though, I just kind of, I just melted, you know. And, like, I kept watching, you know, I was telling you about the Bible stories. I was watching the Bible stories, just anything. Like, I deleted all the music out of my phone that was explicit and just all of this and like like my favorite song Jeezy. <laughs> that song wasn't even out now. oh it wasn't sorry it was 2015 you know so sorry um i remember just yeah i was on a spiritual high and you know and it's just like it was just crazy to see how things were going and so my perspective started changing wow, that's great. Um, like i said i started going to the fifth service regularly I was serving and everything. I know, RIP to the fifth service. And, but, I mean, it's living on through our lives. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then also, um, you know, we were already going to the Sunday services because back then I didn't work here. Um, And then, yeah, so I just, I was just trying to be, it was just God or nothing, you know, at that point. so definitely my perspective was changing and stuff and then so it actually kind of brings me to like present day a little bit because it's like um i think the next year denise 
No, it was the year after that. It was 2017. But 2016, I started working for the church and stuff. And I remember it was funny because um, I think I said this too. I repeat myself so much. But <clears throat> I was talking uh, to Angela trying to get a job here. And I was like, do you know any departments that are hiring? And she was like, building services. I was like, oh, okay, cool. And for some reason, I had to do like three different interviews, two or three different interviews or whatever to get a position to clean toilets. But um, that's neither here nor there. Um, but I remember that last interview, I told God, I remember I was at my old job. I told God, I was like, hey, if you really, really want me to work here, prove it. I was like, just like, I don't know, delay the interview to like Thursday or something. I, don't, I forgot what Damn, they were scheduled you. for. And so I was like, all right, well, I'll wait. And then all of a sudden I get an email from Kanisha saying, because she was uh, Brian Kelly's assistant back then, and she was like, hey, due, due to some uh, unforeseen scheduling issues, we're going to have to postpone the interview till Thursday. I was like, okay, God. All right, cool. I see you. All right, got it, fam. Um, so, you know, just little stuff like that. And so it, it was definitely changing my perspective. I was still very negative and stuff. Um, even with that, I mean, it was better than I was, but it, I wasn't seeing the results that I wanted to see. Um, I remember one time I was being really, really petty. And uh, <laughs> we, <laughs> it was when uh, the Fifth Service had like a, a winter gala thing or something oh, like that. Nice. And you had to wear like the, the mask and all that. And a dude had the same mask on as me. I took mine off and threw it in the trash just pettiness like i don't even so those things were oh, still there so dang whatever but anyway so <laughs> i know i i used to be something else um a piece of work, a piece of work yeah really um <coughs> so going into 2017 denise decided to do di and she kept saying you should do it you should do it i'm just like I don't, nah, I'm not doing it. Like, that's, I got to get all close to people and all that. So it's like, you know, stuff like that. And which is so stupid because it's like, I mean, I guess I still needed more revelations about love. I don't know. Like, I didn't really know what I was doing, you know, being freshly saved. Freshly saved. Yeah, freshly saved. And the, the funny thing is I had never even heard about DI yeah. until she mentioned it. Okay. I never saw it promoted around church or anything. Again, unaware of my surroundings. Yeah. So anyway, she decided to do DI. And uh, eventually, <clears throat> once she was doing it, she was like halfway through, you know, whatever. I started, God started putting it on my heart to do DI. I was like, but what? What is the purpose? <laughs> like, what? What do they even do? Like, what? whatever. Like. I, I wrote it off. I was like, yeah, whatever. It's it's like how we were talking. You know how just like we just we're so flippant with God. We're just like, nah, I'm good. I'll put <laughs> Thanks. Well, it's so. like disobeying, you know. Yeah. And it's like, but he didn't let it go. He kept putting it on me. Kept putting it on me. I was like, fine, I'll do it. I'll, I'll, do it. I'll just go ahead and pull three thousand dollars out of the air and just do it because that's what you want me to do. Like. <laughs> So anyway, uh, 
Y'all know how it was. Yeah. <laughs> At the beginning of DI, I didn't really want to talk to nobody. Or, I'm real you glad know. you broke out of your shell this year, bud. Yeah, it took this year to do that. No, but that's I just, amazing. I, I just find it ironic how I remember at the retreat, Greg, Monica's, uh, Monica's Greg, Monica's, Monica's Greg, future uh, husband slash baby daddy, um, coming. <laughs> he came up to me and he was like, "Dude, I'm so glad that I decided to do DI again because it was his second year." It was like nothing really changed for me until today until it was like a specific day at the at the retreat or whatever i was like huh that's funny anyway um so i just went on about my business or whatever but i just find it funny how it's like nothing happened for him until his second year and then nothing happened for me until my second year that's and so it's like why did he come up to me specifically and say I said that, that. And so nothing really changed for me. I mean, of course things changed for me, but nothing like the the, the shell breaking and uh, the super negativity. I can still be a little bit negative from time to time and moody. But we uh, can convince you too. But <laughs> overall, overall, I'm good. Um, and so nothing changed for me until October um, yeah. last year when we had a chapel um, – and I don't know what it was, but it's like Savon, when he was singing that song, um, uh, fill me up till I overflow. Like, and then he kept saying, he changed the words. He was like, I want to cross over. And I was like, huh. Those words just like resonated with me so deeply. Cause it's like the normal way you, or the actual lyrics is like, fill me up till I overflow. I want to, um, run over I want to run over but he kept saying crossover and I think I crossed over from the physical to the spiritual because go. I was just so just drunk in the spirit and I just lost in the soul sauce dude that's crazy yeah and it's just yeah no but I really like like your story because even with like we were talking with Brian mm -hmm. like Sunday and about like you know how you know we're doing the podcast and like how you know people see the different like the change in you yeah um and it's just something like you know because i've knew you since like in you know in the beginning of the year like yeah we, we had we, we had were, a cabin right we had it was, it was actually me you brian yeah greg it, tyler and then yosh yeah and you would and yeah. you'd uh i don't know like you know you would uh you're you were very negative yeah. at first and you know we had to in a way convince you but you would never fold but now it's yeah. like this year now you're folding a little bit so i mean and not, and not in a bad way in a yeah. good way that you know we started seeing your the potential that you have and a lot of people are seeing and even with like with you know pastor paul said to you today like it's just yeah you know it's it just yeah. crazy and like and, and you know a lot of people that are, that are close to you see that change and obviously it's for the for the better and i mean being able to like transform your mind in something that you recognize that you're continuously doing and seeing a different perspective of how he wants you to you know view like how he views you or how you view god and just your life in general mm -hmm. like it's motivating for everybody because i know there's so many people out there that have the same struggles yeah, yeah. you know but yeah that's good man it's it's really cool to me uh especially having 
Metropolitan and pray over it as secondaries yeah. um, today. It was really interesting, like from a perspective of someone who knows you, mm-hmm. to hear uh, him who might only just have like a very cursory knowledge of you see things in you that like we know are in your heart, and yeah. like to have him call out specific things about each of you right. was just so cool. That was honestly. I mean, he was spot on. He was definitely led. Dude, he was spot on with everybody. I feel like it was kind of like confirmation from like, okay, you know when he said that you were gonna do some like greater things or something like that. Yeah. Like I we were t- I was talking about that yesterday. Like it could happen to tomorrow. It could happen like mm-hmm. the next hour, and it literally happened the next day. Like, in a way, confirming what he's gonna do in our lives. You know yeah. what I mean? So Damn. it was pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just so cool to me to see how. Like, I don't know. Especially, like, our stories are kind of similar mm-hmm. in that, like, we basically thirst followed someone to Jesus and, like, yeah. radically changed yeah. our lives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely was thirsty. That, that, that one I mean, for God's from, sake, I moved from from my home. <laughs> but <laughs> see, moved I moved across the country. Right. But no, I, I, I mean, and I, of course, I still do more so than ever. I, I really did love her. You know, um, but I just, I don't know, like, as far as going to church, I'm down with you, do whatever else, but I'm like, ah, I ain't trying, because I was so, I had such a, a crappy attitude towards things. When I first came to this church, I was like, man, why do you got all these lights and stuff? Yeah, like, why do you have, like, a full band like that? Where's the choir? Where's the like, choir? Why you got Where's a praise and worship team? Yeah, like, why y'all got TVs? Why are you recording this? You're streaming it online? Like, what are you doing? Like, just so stupid. Like, this is so extra work. Like, that was terrible. That's cool. Because it also brings me to, like, the what Paul says about, you know, we're every day renewing our minds mm-hmm. and we see different perspectives and that's not sometimes like no matter how long it takes us like he has like a plan for us like yeah. oh i'm gonna make you go through this but i want you to see it eventually like in this way mm-hmm. in this amount of time mm-hmm. and it's like so beautiful but like yeah. all this stuff but dang yeah, dude i'm excited for your preaching though i mean your sermon so well, this is the long version of it. So Thursday. Now you get to crunch it down to fifteen minutes. Dude, yeah. literally, yeah, you so have. So I won't be able to go in so much detail. I feel like I mean. In fifteen minutes. Cherry pick the good piece. Yeah. Yeah. You maybe go over the recording again. Go over the recording again, and then just write I down just notes. Should just play this in class. <laughs> just like, hey guys, so we this. do this podcast. <laughs> well, what's that called? Uh, like. Let's go. Right. What's it called? Like, where they, you know, like in Star Wars, when they would like look at people, it's like that screen or like the a hologram. Hologram. We can do a hologram. Do a hologram of me, like the Tupac hologram. I was gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but that's crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's just, I don't know. Once I started opening up and stuff, and um, you know, it got me. I finally got to a place where I was just like, it's all, it's all about God. It's yeah. all about Jesus, you know, and I stray away from that sometimes, but I feel like even though when I stray away, I'm so like sold on it now that it's like a magnet. It's like, if I get to a certain distance, then I just end up like shooting back to God. 
And so I, I just, I'm glad that I got to this part. And I still have these cycles where it's like, I'll take off all the explicit songs off my phone, off my Apple Music or whatever, and not listen to certain stuff or not wa- watch certain stuff. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to skip Handmaid's Tale today, you know, mm-hmm. or something like that. Or, you know, just like, yeah. I still have those cycles, but overall, I know that I know you know at this point because oh that was another thing when i first got saved uh i was like (laughs) i remember remember one day i went to go get some shoes before he came to service and denise i asked denise i was like so okay i know i'm saved or i hope that i know i'm saved whatever (laughs) but what if i'm not like, what if I died right now? Would I really go to heaven? Or, like, she was like, yeah, just like, yeah, because I wasn't, I because I, I was still trying to get out of that mindset. Yeah. I was like, but can I lose my salvation and all of that? And, you know, and, and all that. And actually, um, I can't remember. I'll, I'll get to that in a second. But so, and she was just like, I mean, I guess there's only one way to find out. Like, see, she won't, she won't like entertain it. She's just like, I don't know. Like, why don't you just go so die she now li- and find oh out? Oh my god! Like, yeah, she'll just she be like, straight up. Yeah, she's just like, there's only one way to find out. I mean, go die. Like, I'm just like, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not gonna do that right now. So I guess I'll just find out. But schedule yeah, for a later yeah, I'll schedule that for a later day. But I remember um, Pastor Jim. He was talking about there was a preacher. I'm not sure if this was around that. I think it was around that time. But this gave me such comfort. There was a preacher who rejected God. I think he rejected the Holy Spirit, everything. He was just like, God, if this is what you want me to do, then I'm out. Like, And he just, just peaced out. And apparently he like went up to the mountains or something and tried to get his fortune read by some like witch doctor or something like that. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I, I hope I'm not butchering the story, yeah. but okay. And the lady or the guy, the person, whatever, they they were like, I can't do it. There's something on you, something in you that's it, it, I can't do it. It's too bright. There's too much light. And he was like, What? And it's just like, Yeah, I can't do it. Like, are you saved? He was like, well, Yeah. I was like, Yeah, I can't read your fortune. I can't. There's too much light. It's too bright. I can't do it. So that gave me such comfort because, and it should give everybody such comfort because it's like once you, you know, seal the deal with God, that's it. You can say you're done and all that, but that means nothing, like, at all, as far as I'm convinced. Now, you have to make up your own, make it up in your mind. What do you believe? What what is, you know, what are you... um, yeah, what are you going to put your chips on right. or whatever? Yeah. But that's what I believe personally is like once you get saved, that's it. I mean, the Bible makes it so clear. It's just like just, you know, ask God into your heart. And like Pastor Jim says, well, how do I know I got it in my heart? Well, he's like, well, if you have the boldness to say it, then something's got to be happening. Oh, so yeah. it's like if you believe it enough to confess it with your mouth, then. Yeah. I mean, that's true. It, it's only a matter of time before it gets in your heart if it's not already in your heart. So that I mean, Damn. that's pretty much 
the sum of of why I named this, why I named my sermon perspective, That's because dope. I've come a long way, a oh, yeah. very, very long way. And I always critique myself and I'm hard on myself. Um, just like Pastor Terrence was saying, I should be this or I should be that. I should be further along. And that's not even the case. I've had to learn that for the past few years. Like, you need to just chill and just accept that you're at where you're at. Because if you were supposed to be those places or whatever, then you would have been there. So, obviously, you're not supposed to be there yet. So. Dang. Dang. Yeah. Well, I guess that wraps it up for this episode. Dude, I'm mind blown. Some deep stuff, man. Like. But uh, by the time you guys see us next, we will have graduated <laughs> yeah. this program. So next episode, we're going to kind of talk about our experience here in DI. And, uh, and maybe, hey, would you would you guys be down if we bring a bunch of guests? That would be cool. It might be chaotic, but I'm down It might be a little bit chaotic. That would be cool. Love it. We're definitely going to have to change the... Uh, but yeah. The, Dude. Yeah. yeah. We have, I know how we can do All right, that. So yeah. If you'd be down. Let's yeah, I'm down. We'll invite yeah. a lot of people, but thank you guys uh, for tuning in for this time. We didn't even, once again, we have not introduced <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> it's, it's all right, fine. we're good. This has been the, the ET Podcast. Episode 19. Yeah. Yes, episode <laughs> 19. Disciple Part 3. Disciple uh, Part 3. And we'll see you next week for our 20th episode. So, yeah. All right, guys. All right, bet. But until yeah. then, yeah. stay fresh. Stay fresh. <laughs> Getting your cue. Bye. All right, see you guys. <laughs>